Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past seven on SEN is a breakfast. Studio Lumo is where we are powered by Lumo Energy SA. Have a listen on the app. You can have a look right inside Studio Lumo. Uh, Mark Bickley is up and about today. Thanks to Tyre Power, Tyre Safety Experts, this final series, because he off the cuff suggested that we looked for athletes or footballers who had occupations as surnames and the texts are flying in big. So give us a couple more. We're going to drip feed them through the rest of the show today. What do you got? We started with, it started having a discussion around John Butcher. Yes. And then we said, well, what about Butcher? What about Oscar Baker and Ryan Gardner? Then it was Dan Butler. Then it became Braden Cook. Now we've moved into, or we had Charlie Constable. Brad Shepard. <laughs> Zach Taylor. Yes. Uh, from the Crows. And then we went a little bit, sort of back a little bit in time. We had Jeff and Polly Farmer. Yep. Uh, Sam Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pyman. Sam Draper. Yeah, Draper. Then we started Lockie to go. Hunter. Lockie Hunter. <laughs> we had to go to some other sports. We got Charlie Constable. Oh, yes. sorry. Uh, Ellie Carpenter. Yeah. Came, came in. That was it. a good one. Yeah. Um, and there's a few others there, but so we had a bit of fun with that. So keep them coming in if you want, um, because that was a bit of fun. Oh, no, we've got to keep it. And even if you make one up, we'll probably read it out. That's let's okay. Get down, let's get down. Heading into this weekend, Mark Bickley, as we said a little while ago, is this is the first time that two teams in the AFL era have met uh, three times Yes. Um, in an AFL grand final, so Brisbane and Collingwood. Uh, there's a few omens going around uh, leaning towards the Brisbane Lions. Before we get your tip and a bit of uh, a preview of the game, we've been getting your insights into grand final experience this week because you held up the cup twice for the Adelaide Crows in 97-98. It was uh, and on this day where uh, it was yesterday or the day before, I think it was Tuesday where it was uh, – exactly on that day mm. where the Crows won in 1998. Um, a question we had on the text line, 0427154166, was even though it's part of the day, what's it like waiting for the national anthem to finish? That's from Dracos. So you're standing there with your teammates waiting mm. for the anthem to finish, whether you're in the Power Ranger stance or not. What's it like? <laughs> um, I always look forward to the national anthem. I, once again, I'm not overly patriotic, but it's just such a tradition and, and for me, the, you know, one of the highlights of going to the grand final, I've been fortunate enough to do it a number of times, is that sort of the last bar of the national anthem and you get, you get every supporter there roaring because it signifies we're about to start the game. That yeah. roar is as loud as any roar you'll get for the whole day. So it's just, it's a, whatever it is, 90 seconds of just collecting your thoughts. It's, you're sort of thinking of the, you're listening to the song, but you're also thinking about what's going to happen. You know, we're about to... You know, it's hard for your mind not to wander into what's going to happen to the game and how it's going to unfold, and then you're waiting for that roar. And then once that happens, I think at the time we used to just run straight over to toss the coin, and then you go back and you talk to the player. So it just it's that last moment, the huge roar, and then the signifier we're about to crack in. But 
just thought it was a nice little time just to collect yourself and take a few deep breaths and it was the calm before the storm. So I didn't I didn't mind the national anthem. I thought it was a nice thing. I've got some more questions for you in a moment though. one three hundred seven three six seven three six in Port Augusta. Morning to you, John. Yeah, morning, Walshy Bits. I uh Bits on down in Adelaide in a few weeks. Can I get you to sign your magnificent autobiography? Oh, biography that Trevor Gill did on you for good please. Yes. Drop it in and of course you can. It. Why don't you come in and say, be great. say good day to us here in uh, I, I might Energy. just do that. Yeah, I know. I might just do that so you can see what you can put a face to my <laughs> He'll probably charge you 50 bucks to sign it though, John, so just be careful. No, it's just the, price, the price has come down a bit recently. <laughs> no, fair enough. I've read a colour times. It's a good little read. Thank you. I've read a couple of times. I've bought a couple of times. <laughs> no, nah, it's a good read. In fairness, it's a good read. It's a good little insight. Mm. But um, on um, on the good bloke situation, yep. yeah, I mean, um, Robbo, Robbo plays his favourites on AFL 360. And since anybody goes on there as a bit of a regular, they get these surprise, surprise, they get these top 50 footballers. Of the year and all the rest. How do you like to see that? Yeah, it's always the case. I think I think there's uh, some opportunities, you know, like transformations that take place. Toby Green's been transformed this year. He's a media darling now, yeah, where he, he once was the uh, not the media darling. Where you know when he made contact with an umpire, there were people who wanted to throw the book at him. But he's sort of uh, changed his sort of the way that people view him. And and I think you know Trent Cotchin's another one who's had a misdemeanors that have come before the tribunal and most people were, you know, are prepared to say, oh, he's a, he's a ripping fella. He wouldn't do anything wrong. Um, and so, yeah, I think there is that depending on who you are, what's your profile. There's just different ways that, that different, um, instances get looked at. And I guess Maynard's probably at the other end of the scale where if you're not a Collingwood supporter, you look at him and you think, gee whiz, he plays on the edge and he's a, he can be a bit brash and divisive and uh, aggressive and and probably doesn't get too many sort of favorites so I don't Jeez, I saw a great tweet last night I thought of you Mark Bickley because thank you for that John there was a um uh, an article that was released yesterday from uh Braden Maynard just discussing uh how he was feeling uh about the Brayshaw hit and the headline said I just kept thinking what if I missed three matches mm. so uh, Jay Clark wrote the article. Braden Maynard goes inside 120 hours of agony, the fears, the lack of sleep, the moment he looked at Brayshaw, and at times he broke down. And then the response was, what if I miss three matches? It seems fairly insignificant to the, what if I never play again and develop CTE that Brayshaw might be thinking. So it's, um, it's quite interesting how um, everyone now just focuses on Braden Maynard for the, the good bloke factor. So thank you for that, John. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 We'll go to Andrew in Glengowrie. Good morning to you, Andrew. Hi guys, how are you going? Yeah, well, what do you got for us today? Uh, the names of the singing Kale Hooker. <laughs> Kale Hooker, yeah, played with. Oh, uh, played with. <laughs> Andrew loves it. Andrew's, Andrew's really happy with this. <laughs> yeah, well, we left ourselves open for that one. We had a couple more. Um, this is uh, Captain Blood, uh, Jack Dyer, Shane Brewer, Jeremy Shane, Irons, Shane Brewer, Glenn Archer, John Ironmonger. <laughs> So there's some really good ones here, right? Johnny Ironmonger. Yeah, um, I like that. We had another text saying, Bix, uh, this is from Brett, being an AFL grand final winner, do you get free grand final tickets for the rest of your life? No, you don't. I'm very fortunate, though. I'm an AFL life member. So if you play a total of 300 
games, which includes state games, night games, preseason games, you uh, you become a or you get a life membership bestowed upon you. I think I played three hundred and twelve when you added in all those other ones, two hundred and seventy two home and away, and then there was about twenty five or thirty night games, seven state games, and three international rules games. I think were all added in there. So yeah, that you get that if you're also so. So people that are inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame, if they haven't qualified as life members, they also get that same privilege. Two, you get two tickets to every game of footy. Uh, we've got lots of texts coming in this morning. 0427-154-166. Thanks to Morn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. We have one from Matt there at the top there, Bix. Yeah, well, she, I know you mix with AFL players and feel the need to defend them, but if professional tennis, soccer, NFL and NBA players did this, they wouldn't get paid and would probably lose their jobs. If you think this behaviour is part of an athlete's having a life, on top of having 20 weeks a year off, you are essentially admitting that AFL players are semi-professional. That was from Matt. Uh, this is the thing that confuses me, though, because, and I appreciate that from Matt, Keller Mills didn't do anything wrong. He was tackled or involved in a tackle. And the only difference is that if there'd been, we don't know any information apart from what the tackle looked like if they were pretending to do WWE or UFC or whatever. And mm. this is what happened. And from the reports that I heard, it was quite innocuous. So it wasn't a, a really significant fall or hit or whatever it was to make that happen. You look at what happened with Glenn Maxwell, how he broke most of his leg jumping on a trampoline. Mm. I mean, at what point do we say these players aren't allowed to do what normal people do? Do they have to be wrapped up in cotton wool as soon as the season finishes? Do not go out for a drink. If, if one of your mates comes up to you and says... Um, mate, I'm just going to tackle you just for a bit of fun. Do you mm. say, no, I am the, the captain of Sydney and I can't do that in case yeah. my shoulder pops out? And also, if you are, pick a job. Let's say you work in the public service or you work at a council or you work at a bank. If you have a wrestle on the weekend and you get dumped on your shoulder, you, you don't lose your job. Like you're suggesting people are going to lose their job. So that's, that's the one thing I would sort of question there. You don't lose your job. So Callum Mills shouldn't lose his job. And no one's saying he should get sacked. What they're saying is he should be demoted, which I don't agree with. You then said he has 20 weeks off a year. They don't have 20 weeks off a year as AFL players. They get eight weeks off a year. And the eight weeks, in that eight weeks, the expectation is you are to train through that. So when you come back, you are in premium shape so you can then tackle a preseason. So, uh, and during that eight weeks... There is an expectation that you don't put on any weight, you don't drink too much, you don't eat the wrong foods. Like <clears throat> it is, it, it, like AFL football is around looking after yourself. It's and doing the right thing. Now there are times when you can't you can't predict what is going to happen, but there are so many other disciplines that are in place that you have to adhere to that no other jobs do. So it's it's difficult to compare. Yeah, and it's circumstantial as well. I think so. If you're using the NBA as an example. Um, two players that stand out straight away. So Ja Morant is one of the best young players in the NBA. Won't be playing at the start of the season because he was on social media, on Instagram Live, waving weapons around. Yep. Okay, understand that. Miles Bridges, who is one of the best young players in the NBA, um, was out last season for the whole season for alleged domestic violence. They're the things that these, these athletes are being stood down for, mm. which are culturally inappropriate, as opposed to having an innocuous injury, which... Mm. Which happened. So we appreciate the text though, Matt. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. And how would you like to come back from your eight weeks holiday? Imagine this is you and I and have the 
have your skin folds tested to see if you've put on any weight or your your fat contents. Tell chased. you what, mate. If I if <laughs> I came be back, not very good no, for most of us. If I was told that I'd put on weight, that's a celebration for me because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> oh, I, I get regularly called a malnourished Bruce Willis. I'll give you some tips. Really? Stage, yeah. Oh, but you eat heaps of like ice cream and yeah, it's not vacuum mouth with the chips and stuff <laughs> at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Yes, um, yes. Look, we are talking about American sport just then, and speaking of which, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game, worth over $70,000 shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Next, we will talk about Collingwood Brisbane.